Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Sandspants Radio, subscribe to all of our podcasts, please. Hey, it's that time of the year again. Melbourne Comedy Festival has arrived and none of the shows you picked were massively hampered by the Comedy Festival's No Liquids rule. Well, stress no further, because this year, I'm going to be hosting a quiz show called Big Deal. It's sort of like the game show equivalent of accidentally ejaculating backwards. It'll feature comedians and a whole bunch of sandspants people, and it'll also change your life. Grab your tickets from the Melbourne International Comedy Festival website, or from our own website, sandspantsradio.com forward slash live. Hey everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Thumb Cramps, a video game podcast for those whose thumbs are cramping. I'm Joel. I'm Jackson. And I'm Joel. And today we're going to be looking at Gris and other games. So Gris is a game for the Switch. It was a, I guess, a late contender for the, uh, I guess, my favorite game of 2018. That... And you know what? It got it. It it got it with uh, <laughs> oh, right. uh, a lot of stars on that because my, my word, what a fun game. Yeah, yeah, I think what you were going for is your game of the year. Yes, yes, yes. yes <laughs> Look, you did my trick where you said uh... a lot of words but only meant a little amount of yes, words. Yes, yes, 100%. Yes, 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 I did that. Did it make but... you cry? I've heard it's sad. It is sad. It didn't. Oh, not sad, but like moving. It is emotional. It is a very good, um, beautiful, poignant game. Uh, it's the closest game I can think to relate it to is Journey. So if you've ever played um, Journey, yeah, I would say if you're looking for a game almost akin to that experience, I would say pick up Chris. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's just really pretty and really beautiful and really poignant. Um, in terms of... So I kind of want to be like, all right, so there's some caveats here because I'm like, it's such a fun game. I love it. Um, but there are some caveats. If you're looking for a game that really challenges you, that, you know, like you, your your idea of a game is to throw your face at a wall until it breaks. And then when it breaks, you're very happy. Yeah. The face this, of the wall. Uh, either <laughs> or, to be honest. Um, this Hell is yeah. not that game. Uh, I might compare it again to another game that came out uh, very early in uh, 2018, Celeste, which is also, I guess, kind of like dealing with mental health issues as well, except that game was punishing and brutal, and I loved it <sighs> as well. What a great game Celeste Oof. was. Um, Celeste, depression is hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically. Ba- yeah, 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 pretty much. Uh, so where Celeste was like a platformer that was just completely brutal, like you would go through six, I would go through 600 <laughs> lives in a level, uh, it 
and again, it was a lot of fun. And the moment when you finish a stage, mm. oh, the euphoria. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Gris is not that. So if you're looking for an experience, if you're looking for a, a game that, I mean, you can sit down and knock this game out in a session. I would perhaps advise against it simply to give yourself that kind of breathing room to kind of take it in because it is just beautiful to kind of, it's, it's, it's a game you don't want to rush. Okay. It's a game you kind of want to enjoy it as it is. So it is a 2D platformer. Yep. Um, you follow, uh, I guess, the, the, the exploits of a of young girl named, I assume, Mrs. Gris. Grizz. Yeah. <laughs> One Miss can Grizz. only assume. <laughs> and so another thing I really liked about this whole story is that it is up for interpretation. You, you don't... Ooh. You, you, it, there is kind of, I guess, what it is going for, but you can kind of take it through a few different ways is if it, you'd like. Is it like Journey in that there's kind of no dialogue, really? There's or... no dialogue. There is singing. Um, Hell yeah. And the singing of words? No. <laughs> and the soundtrack is beautiful. Does that have words? Uh, no. <laughs> Wordless game. All right. Rare. Um, Although, never mind. I'll get to what I was going to say in a second. <laughs> so, uh, you start off uh, as a yeah, Gris, and she's in this. So, she's in like, there's a big lady statue, and that's holding Gris, and Gris is there singing, and then she can't really sing, so she loses her voice a bit, and that whole statue just crumbles. The world loses color, and you just kind of flop down into this colorless, desolate landscape. And it's great, these like first few moments, you are completely powerless. You're moving at a snail's pace. Any button you press, like the one you expect to jump, you don't. You flump in a way that I can only describe as cast-like. All uh, right. And that you just like... <laughs> just drop. You just <laughs> drop, and the whole like you're wearing a dress, and it kind of billows up. The artwork is all very minimalistic. That's good, uh, and, and very kind of that um, I guess straight lines and geometrically simple kind of uh, design. If you if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Any moment in time when you're playing this, you could pause it, and like the screen grab you get would make beautiful art. Mm, like that would be good. something you'd almost want to hang up on a wall, or I would want to hang up on a wall. Um, and yeah, some of the designs of like the icons and even the menu itself is just that beautiful, minimalistic, simple um, abstract that I really love. Like yeah. it was kind of like, hey, would you like a game that you the art style you love, uh, Joel Zam? And I was like, yes. I'm like, here it is. And I opened my mouth and they poured it in. <laughs> I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> Um, so you start the game off very, very powerless, very, very weak. And eventually, like, within a couple of moments, you sort of um, get the jump Get function. guns. You get guns. It <laughs> 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 turns into uh, something Duke like Nukem. Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> <laughs> the second level is set in a strip club. There's pig cops. You got to shoot them. Yeah, it's good. You can give strippers money and then kick them. Uh, what a game. Um, so yeah, you start off very powerless, and then if you, as you progress, and again, it's a very quick game. It, it is you can get it done within like four or five hours if you'd like. Okay. You could probably like speed run it and get it done even quicker. To be honest, <laughs> speed run grows feel nothing. Yep. <laughs> oh, dude, it was good. Uh, that's really not how you should play this game. What does um, it feel like? Quick. <laughs> <laughs> and so each level, you, you generally gain a different ability. So like the first time you gain, I oh, get a jump, then you get, might say, a double jump, and then okay. you get the ability to turn into like uh, a big stone like block that can't move. A swamp um, from Mario? Uh, yeah, like a thump. <laughs> What's oh, it yeah. for? Is it for, for solving puzzles? Yeah, or it's for solving attack- puzzles. Are there enemies in the game? No. Cool. There is- no. No, there's no enemies. Okay. Um, so you kind of progress through the storyline, and initially it's all this kind of drab, grey, kind of depressing world. 
uh, and it's all in watercolor. Mm. And then as you go on, you unlock. As you go on, you unlock colors. So the first one is red, and then it'll go. I think it was um, maybe blue or green, and then yellow. And so every every time you finish the level or the chapter, it'll unlock the colors, and all just kind of this beautiful cutscene where you all these beautiful things will just start happening, and you're like, "Oh, I'm feeling joy." <laughs> yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I love when paint give me joy. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so sort of going through that, and and the puzzles. Because it's a two D sort of, it's a two D platformer sort of puzzle as well. Okay, it's a two D platformer puzzle light, I guess. Yeah, because it is again, it is it is quite simple. That's it good. Is, it is not something that you're going to be like banging your head against the wall to be like, how am I going to solve it? It is very straightforward. It's very linear. It it is a you're going basically from left to right. Um, As made famous in the game Super Mario Brothers. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for the history lesson. Yeah, that, that's so good. For me, it's um, the, like with light puzzles like that, mm. one of my least favorite games ever is Braid. Mm-hmm. Did you ever play Braid? No. The one where you like, you're go like a, back in time yeah. that won a bunch of awards because everyone loved it and was very innovative. I couldn't stand it. because <laughs> That doesn't sound like you. Is it a game where you meant to care about the story? Uh, no. I mean, kind of. It's like... Did you read things? <laughs> What frustrated me is that, and and it's totally just a personal choice, Mm. is that I can't stand a game that puts those puzzles in front of the gameplay. And it's stupid because the puzzles are the gameplay. Yeah. But I just was like, I'm not enjoying this game because every single, it's like I come across a room and I'm like, well, now I've just got to spend ages jumping, trying to find the right, uh, I can't be bothered. Mm. If I want a game like that, I prefer it to be kind of puzzle light, where yeah. I can get the mild complication of being like, ooh, how do I figure it out? But then I figure it out. Yeah. I don't want one where I'm reduced to just looking it up, which happened to me multiple times <laughs> in Braid. And I was like, yeah. I just, that's just not fun for you me. You do not have to look up how to... And maybe um, it's because I'm stupid. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it's weird doing a video game podcast with someone that is so dumb. <laughs> <laughs> but I just can't stand it. Yeah, so th- you, also, you might love this game. Is... And I re- recommend you play I reckon this game I would really enjoy I it. I think you would. And weirdly, because I, I know your mum played Journey and yeah. loved it, I honestly think she would love this oh, game. Maybe I'll get, get mum to give it a go. Uh, it's just, it, she it, loved it, Journey. It's... Because it is a game that is so simple, I would I would recommend that you... If, if someone... Um, isn't a you, like a like a hardcore gamer or even someone who just dabbles in games? This is a really good entry point, or this is good, like, hey, I know you don't really like video games, but play this because it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and yeah. it's very simple and it's easy, and it's, it's it's the kind of game I would recommend for literally anybody. Cool. Ooh. Unless you're after a challenge, then no, maybe play Celeste. Would my nan like it? Potentially, yeah. Hell yeah, oh, nan's gonna man, love gets this. Get the nan tick of approval. <laughs> <laughs> and how's her um thumb dexterity? <laughs> Oh, she's very shaky from years of smoking cigarettes. Hell yeah. <laughs> Might be good. Say. Because you can't, like, you cannot die. Like, you, you cannot <clears throat> die in this game. Um, the moment you, like, say, fall down uh, what you think would be, like, instant death in, like, a Mario, as mm. um, you mentioned. 1986. Before, <clears throat> um, it's nice. You just fall onto a platform that was off panel, and <laughs> you'd be like, oh, and then, like, a little platform, like, bloop, bloop, bloop. And you're like, okay, I guess I walk up that and I'm back where I need to be. Yay. Cool. Um, so in terms of gameplay. Can you solve this entire game just by holding down the right stick? No. You do, uh, you, walk holding right on no, the left stick. You need to jump and like it isn't as simple as left to right. You do have to like sometimes go right to left. Um, oh and my God. Back and forth. And there is one, like the very final um, chapter. Yeah. Um, it's all merit. It's not as simple as going left to right. Like, sometimes you go, you know, right to left, and there's jumping, and there is an underwater level. 
Um, but we're you know what that really, reminds me of? Yes. Super Mario Brothers on the NES in 1986, <laughs> where World 2 is underwater. Uh, I think World 3 is underwater for Gris. Ooh, or is it World 3? Yeah, it's World 3, you fool. World 2 is on, in a cave. <laughs> oh, well, oh, man, I need to check the history books. How are you doing a video game podcast? You don't even know what when the Mario is underground. <laughs> uh, and no, the- no, no, that's 1-2. Oh, shit. Oh. Not World 2. Shit. <laughs> Damn. Um, but there is like one, the very final level, which is like a mirror level. Okay. So there's like a, basically a line in the middle of the screen or we're close to it. And you could have hopped to there and you can jump and then everything's upside down. And so the whole, I'll talk about the art um, style. A lot of it is about symmetry. You're holding a deck of cards, and I thought yes. you were going to try and diagram the level to us for a second, and I was <laughs> no, like, oh, just, my God. No, I just shuffle these because I have undiagnosed ADHD, um, <laughs> and I cannot stop fiddling. So, um, yeah, this game stopped me fiddling, so it was great. But also, uh, yeah, it's it's really nice. Everything is very um, symmetrical, and it really kind of really leans into that really beautiful, simple kind of way of art style. So there is a lot of symmetry throughout the levels, except where it's like asymmetrical on purpose. Yeah. And in in that symmetry, a lot of what you have to do kind of can be samey. Okay. So the way you progress is so you have to go and find these little baubles, those little like stars or like light little things you have to grab. Yeah, yeah, just and like yeah, video game orbs. Video game orbs. And so you go and you grab them and they help you progress. So basically, you, yeah. you usually need like at least two. So it's like, okay, I got two and there is these like two little things that'll connect the dots and now I've got a platform to walk. Yay. Cool. And it, it, more often than not, what will happen is you'll go to a, each level will have like a main area yep. and you'll be like, okay, cool. I need either two, four or six or whatever it was of little baubles. And then there'll be like little branching pathways. So the first one will be like, okay, well, I can go left and right. I'll go left. I'll go right. Get the baubles. Come back. That'll make a bridge for two. Oh, okay, I'll yeah. go up there. Okay. Uh, left and right. All right. I'll get the baubles there. I've got four. I'll keep going forward. Cool. And that's kind of very, very similar. Yeah. Sort of like a like a Metroidvania light a bit as well. Yeah. No, because no. you don't go back. Okay. Which okay. is something I want to bring yeah, up. Yeah, sure. So, um, but before I do... Sort of going more towards a storyline is that as you are progressing, you you just can't go back, and which is kind of I feel great narratively, yeah, and for the themes of this whole game because the whole game is about grief. Forget so, the past, let it burn. Well, exactly. Well, I would be more of uh, this isn't about looking back; this is going forward, which I feel might be a bit nicer way of um, saying same sentiment. Yeah, I guess the same sentiment. Nostalgia is a waste of time. Everything you did yesterday means nothing today. <laughs> Yeah, so you cannot go back, and this is something I'm like was always tossing up between, like if I would have liked that or if not um, to be able to sort of go back to say previous levels with say your new abilities and okay, see what yeah, happened. Sure. But I'll sort of get to that. So you are basically progressing forward in this in this journey, um, and it is all about grief. So the first stage is about anger, oh, and cool. it. When you start realizing this, you can go like, oh, okay, I understand the reasons behind the level design and I understand the reasons of the gameplay. So to kind of move yourself forward, you have to then make yourself a rock or a big kind of un- immovable object and move forward. So the only way you're going to get through this anger is to kind of like hunk no, it down yeah. and just kind of brute force your way through this. Um and so that's kind of a really nice kind of theme. And so when you look at the sort of storyline, you don't know if it's about, again, you you killing something inside yourself so you can kind of grow and be better, if it's about the death of your mother or if you're playing the mother into the death of your child. Oh, it's gosh. a little bit like 
really up to you how you want to kind of look into it, mm. kind of thing. Mm. Um, and, 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 and for that reason alone, I think this is a really beautiful game. Um, so that said, when it all is being said, none, you've, you've finished it, it's all great, you, you've done well. You can go back um, because there are these little mementos you can kind of get. And there are the, the, the hidden things in each level, which are also pretty easy to get, but some can be a little bit annoying. So okay. some are like, where is this thing? And you can kind of go back and try and find it. I would recommend going back and finding it simply so you're playing the game longer <laughs> uh, and so you're in that world a lot more. Um, and once you get all those little um, mementos, you do get an extra bonus end, which Ooh, may help you. Ending. Uh, it's not even a true ending. It's just like <clears throat> a little bit more of a cutscene to kind of help you understand or maybe, again, up for interpretation because there's no real words to be like, okay, I think this. Be good if the true ending was the only time where there was actual words. It's just like, yeah, your mom did. <laughs> the mom dad was the true one. <laughs> to get the secret ending in Braid, you had to stand for a little a- literal hour and a half on a ledge. No, thank you. What a great game. It deserved all the awards it got. <laughs> and so there are moments when um, sort of goes like it cuts to a Side a different- note quickly, yeah? just on hidden endings. Have you heard about the most recent hidden ending that came out of a game that came out like years and years ago? Payday 2's true ending was recently revealed. What's Payday 2's true? What is it? Uh, You steal a machine that lets you become the president. What? Yep. Because Bane, that's his name, the guy who gives you the missions. Maybe. Yeah, he's dying, so he takes over the body of the president. What? And then Payday 2 ends with you running America. Anyway. Okay. All right, rock and roll. Um, So the only time the graphics change or the animation change is through some certain cutscenes, which I would say aren't the strongest point in in Gris because it's kind of like, well, the cutscenes, the animations, it's usually of her trying to sing or eventually singing, and you're like, this is, it's it's pretty, but it is nowhere near as pretty as the game I was playing. That's always bad. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, it's it's a really good art style. It's Mm. just you kind of like... It was so beautiful, yeah, and the architecture yeah. and layouts and the design, everything was so beautiful. And it's just sort of like it's still good. It's just not as good as the rest of the game, in my opinion of that. Yeah, fair. Um, and so I always thought, like, because again, you you are meant to get these little, or you can go back and get these little mementos, and you do that by replaying the chapters. Mm-hmm. So when you finish a chapter, you can go back at any point and like replay it. But yep. you don't get your abilities that you've, like, learned previously. Uh, you know okay. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. the only thing that kind of really, like, saves in your overarching game is those little moment- mementos you get. And I don't know, and this is where it comes down to this kind of, like, theme versus gameplay. And it's like, oh, it'd be kind of nice to go back with the things that I have learnt. Say, you know, after I've gone and, you know, dealt with my stages of grief. To go back to and have a look at it. And go back to yeah, anger yeah. and with, like, oh, whatever. But at the same time, it's kind of like, maybe that would have been more... I don't know, design in terms of like had more time to design like the levels for that. And it's kind of, yeah, you know what, you know mm, what I'm trying yeah. to get at here? It's kind of that weird kind it of like. We kind of break the game. The game would be totally different if you could do that because then it'd have yeah. to put hidden bits. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's exactly. And you're kind of like, I, I don't know if I'm of two minds. I'm one, which would be like, it would be nice to go revisit these kind of things because there's one level where you just have this little little boy that kind of follows you around that you get to feed apples. And oh, I that love good. Him. That is um, good. And so there's kind of these those kind of moments. I'm like, I don't know because thematically it makes no sense For why you, you would return go back. back. Yeah. And then again, like even thematically, it just makes no sense redoing the chapters and collect these mementos. So you're kind of doing it anyway. Yeah. Why not just so go back? 
And it's kind of like this whole thing where it's just kind of, I'd rather be like, well, you know what? You did it. There are things to get and you missed it. So, oh, well, start again and do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Kind of like what Journey does. I think I think I would be more in, in that kind of, well, no, I don't know. I, yeah, I guess, see? I think for me, I'd be like, look, you finished the game. You got the story. Yeah. You want to go back and replay them? Go back and replay them. Um, I think for me at that <laughs> point, the game's done. I've done it. So now mm. let me just... I've had the story, let me have the game, kind of. Yeah. Mm. Um, although it is pretty funny to imagine someone dealing through the stages of grief and then being like, I'm so glad I'm over that. Back to anger. Back to anger. <laughs> now I can pick which emotion I'm feeling. <laughs> Bargaining. <laughs> uh, and there are also challenges, as in like basically achievements. Okay. But there's like, you go to the option menu and there's like, oh, challenge, you click it, and there's just blank spaces. <laughs> so you just, and this is my, like, again, Couple little caveats with this game. It's just like there is just no way knowing what those would be. Do you know if you get uh, anything for completing the challenge? No, just like a bit of a pat on the back and a bragging rights. Bragging Tell rights your friends. A... Email your mom. Exactly. I did it. Chris so, uh, is done. Yeah, I, I got them all. So I, uh, <laughs> so I was like, I just want to play this game more. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I looked online to be like, what are the achievements? What are the challenges? And like after finding that, I'm like, I would never have known that. Hmm. But cool. Like what? Do you have any examples? Um, so, for ex- one example is um, you're not meant to get blown over by the wind in the I think the second level at all. One is like um, you have to like s- when you get to sing near songbirds, you have to sing near all the songbirds. Okay. And one is like when you see again in anger levels, it's like you, there's these little statues which kind of look like you. Smash them, smash them good. <laughs> and once you get them all, you get that achievement. That's pretty good. And maybe again because I'm stupid, I didn't realize you know. I would not have been able to um, work that out without the help of a yeah, uh, yeah. That's a weird one because telling like, me what to do. Although sometimes achievements are like jump a hundred times in one level. Yeah, why would I do that? Yeah, why why would you do that? I I have no time for achievements that don't give me something personally. Mm. I can't be bothered doing a challenge. It's like in in say Red Dead Redemption. Every time you do a mission, you can have a look and it can be like. Like there are challenges within the mission, like oh, do it with only using this gun or whatever. Yeah, no, but you don't get anything; you just get a tick, <laughs> and like you did it. And I don't know; I just can't be bothered with that anymore. If they're like, "Hey, it could be anything," they're yeah. like, "Do it all; you'll get a cool hat." Yeah, I done. might be interested, but if if there's no reward, yeah. I, a pat in the back's just not enough. I, would I, Grizz I think... be better if there was cool hearts? No. <laughs> would Grizz be better for completing the challenges? Got you a cool hat. Yes, uh, number one gamer is what the hat says. <laughs> I wish. Um, but like again, if I think World of Warcraft broke me for achievements because okay. I just do not care about achievements. The only reason I went back t- and got these achievements is because I genuinely wanted to keep playing in th- this oh, game. Oh yeah, like, and I think the biggest problem of this game is that it ends. Yeah, because <laughs> you're like, I want more, and it is beautiful. And I think I've said beautiful a lot this episode, and I genuinely mean that. It is yeah, just like. Awesome! It is just wonderfully. It's just like I was awestruck a few times, being like, "It's so pretty." And I remember, like, a few years ago, maybe even five or six, that argument that always pops up, where it's like, "Video games cannot be art." I'm like, "Play this game. Shut up. It's art. Play Leisure Suit Larry. That's art. That is art. If a shoe can be art, a video game can be art. Yeah. Shut up." So yeah, this game, uh, I would, I. Oof. Because it was so quick, I don't know if I want to give it like five thumbs or like four thumbs and a knock. And because like any kind of like problems that I have are very niggling, and I'm mm. just like, no, if they had made it a little bit different, I don't know. And I feel that would have been a bit more cheap. So, no, nah, bugger it. Five thumbs. I love this game. Go out and buy it. It is relatively cheap as well. 
Yeah, what was, how much I think was it? it was at $30 Australian. Okay. So For five hours, that's pretty good. Mm. So it's a pretty quick game. You mm. can, like, you know, blitz through it, but I would recommend taking your time. And it is just a fun game to explore. It's a fun game to kind of go everywhere. Like, towards the end, you get an ability to, like, sing, and you just press it, you sing. I was singing at everything. I didn't Hell need yeah. to, but by golly, I was doing it. <laughs> Have a sing. Have a bit of a sing. <clears throat> um, well, before I tell you what game I've been playing this week, uh, maybe a bit of word from our sponsors. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, also, a sneaky reminder that this Melbourne Comedy Festival, I'm going to be hosting Big Deal, a singularly unwholesome quiz show. Grab your tickets from our website, sanspantsradio.com forward slash live. And what have you been playing, JD? Alright, so uh, you've been talking about the most beautiful game available on the Nintendo Switch of recent. Yes. Uh, which sounds great, sounds very deep, sounds very moving. Mm-hmm. I'd like to talk about the horniest game available on the All Nintendo Switch. Alright! Bayonetta 2! <laughs> yeah. uh, Alright! So, Where are these thumbs going? <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that's the type of joke mm. I'd expect from Bayonetta 2. <laughs> uh, so... I played through Bayonetta 1 just before we went to the UK uh, yeah, last mm. year and blitzed through it because it is a gameplay that is wildly addictive. It's just like an action beat-em-up, almost bullet hell though because all the enemies, there's just stuff everywhere all the time. It's super satisfying. There's a lot of combos. The story in the first one though is absolute nonsense and doesn't really make any sense. Bayonetta 2 starts with a setup to the story that is far easier to follow and doesn't require like to read about stuff online to figure out <laughs> oh what's going on gosh. so Bayonetta 2 the plot is basically like an enemy from the first game whom you befriended is killed and her soul is going to hell oh, no. unless you can stop it so Bayonetta's like 
gonna go to hell. <laughs> All right. So then you go to hell. I'm not far enough into the game to realize what's gonna happen, and knowing that it's a bayonetta game makes me think that someone will get nude. About well, that <laughs> that happens almost straight off the bat. So for those who don't know what a bayonetta is, and my uh, only uh, reference of bayonetta is her hair is her costume. Yes. So basically, she is a witch. Uh, she was in the first game. Oh man, it's so hard to explain. Basically, she's just a witch. She's a witch. <laughs> okay, and all right. The, witch with magic hair. That's all. Oh, so good, man. From a place called oh, Inferno, no. I think. Oh, oh no. There we go. All right. And there's two the parallel worlds. This is on us. This is on us. <laughs> yeah, there's two parallel worlds. Paradiso. Oh my oh, god. Okay, I'm getting a headache. Okay. Yeah, and yep. the angel yep. ones. Okay. Are actually angels? bad. Sure. Angels? The angels are no, bad. No, nice question. The angel forget, ones. Forget. Okay. I asked a question. Bayonet is a witch. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, cool. Uh, uh, that's and, all right. Fun. Yeah, and, the, and what would usually be good guys are actually bad guys. Okay. okay. Uh, because they're trying to, even though they're like, hey, we're heavenly and stuff, they were actually trying to kill all the witches. The witches like, no, it's about balance, the light and the dark, where the light was like, no. Nah. All light. All light. So in the second one, <laughs> no yes. shadows, <laughs> yeah. nothing but pure light. Man, it Burn is so bright. Burn so bright. So I just tried to explain what, what is the setup of the first one. Also, add the fact that you're escorting a child that ends no, up being you. Shush. No. Shushums. <laughs> no, thank you. I refuse. Uh-uh. Yeah, it's uh, it's all up. A- yeah, look, uh, I'm thinking of Banjo Kazooie right now, <laughs> and that's a lot better for. Do you me. know what's very funny about that? That was almost the other game I went with because <laughs> I've been playing two games this week. One was. Bayonetta 2. The other one was Banjo-Kazooie for the Nintendo 64. Yeah. So I'm going to review game. both now that you've brought it up. <laughs> so I'll use two connections. So you were talking about a beautiful game, Bayonetta 2, horny game. Beautiful mm. is horny. Yeah, sure. Horny is beautiful. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. I'll let you. I'm yep, with you. Sure. And Grizz is wordless. Banjo-Kazooie also wordless. People talk, but they just go... <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bayonetta... Uh, yeah, okay. Pendragon Gazillion and Bayonetta 2 have the same problem at points, which is the camera is kind of hard to control. Bayonetta 2's camera control is far better than Banjo Kazooie's, which often has you looking at a wall. Yes. Uh, <laughs> there's underwater levels early on in Banjo Kazooie that are a nightmare because the swimming controls are garbage. Mm-hmm. Sure are. Bayonetta 2 seems to control a lot better than Bayonetta 1, ah. and she got a haircut, and her character looks better. Did Banjo need to breathe in underwater? Yeah. Yeah, he uh, has one get minute blue of blue honeycomb. Just from yep. yeah, trying to remember my And uh that, unlike that bear m- breathe underwater? What a hero bear. <laughs> no, he can't couldn't. Um and if you exhaust all your air, it doesn't then drain your health. It's just an instant death. Mm-hmm. I remember. Yeah, it's stressful. Oh, uh, Clanker's Clank- Cavern. Yeah. Ah, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. oh, what a time. So I've been trying stressful. to 100% this game, so I've recently just finished Clanker's Cavern. I The first time I finished level, I like 99 notes out of 100, mm-hmm. which you'll recognize as being not 100%, and also finding one note, basically impossible. Yep. Well, good luck on that one. So yeah, I uh, had a tantrum and t- <laughs> turned it off, and then when I turned it back on again, I found the last note, and it was good. Oh, that is but Banjo-Kazooie doesn't note. save, yes. you know, Banjo-Kazooie doesn't save your progress like that. Oh. If you leave a level and there's one note left, when you come back, they're like, hey, your best note score is 99. So mm. next time, yeah, so I had to collect oh all of them again. Uh, that's oh, so no. Oh, um, that makes me happy. Banjo-Kazooie's control scheme only works with a Nintendo 64 controller. If you're playing it on any other console, the combinations of buttons would be hell to press because 
they're already a stretch with a Nintendo 64 controller, which has six buttons that are all mm. accessible from your thumb, mm-hmm. plus mixed with Z. So then all of a sudden there's like yeah, 12 yeah, button yeah, combinations. Yeah, yeah. Is it weird? Because like, I remember playing it when I was a kid and like the controls and like the, the never a struggle. When yeah. I was a child, because it's because you Is get because my brain's still like you know malleable to be like I understand this three-handed machine. Well, I think it's because presumably after that, the only consoles we've played have been consoles with a dual control. Oh yeah, so. We just Nintendo 64's big issue is the fact that you never really need to press L or use the D-pad. But mm. if any game, and I remember, I think it was Mischief Makers, there was a game on Nintendo 64 that I rented once, mm. and it forced me to move my hand from the controller stick to the other side of the controller, and I reckon seven-year-old me almost threw up out of confusion. <laughs> I, uh, holding a Nintendo 64 controller not with your one hand on the middle prong and one yeah, yeah. terrifying. It feels horrible. Yeah, that's weird. Don't do that. Anyway, Banjo-Kazooie holds up in the sense that it's fun and silly. The music rules, level designs are all different. Controls like hell and the camera is atrocious. Bayonetta 2, very horny. She's naked right at the start of the game. You're Good. wearing a white dress that then gets cut off and of then course. she's Classic. totally naked, which Why is funny because yeah. Bayonetta 2 is made exclusively for the Wii U and then got ported to the Switch. So... Nintendo. Nintendo were like old horn dogs, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Horned okay. it up. We we love Bayonetta One, but what if she was more naked early on? Okay. So lots of like the top of bum and stuff happening. I she do, do, doesn't do have, love that top of bum. It, she doesn't have it's, nipples though, because like there's points where you should definitely. I know able, witches yeah. don't have nipples. I'm <laughs> yeah, aware. It's, it's witches have specifically nipples that are where Satan is. <laughs> Yeah. Do you not know this about witches? Oh, yeah, It's a yeah, witch's yeah, yeah. mark. You put a needle in it. If she's like, ow, she she isn't a witch. Mm. What? <laughs> you know, cold as a witch's tit? Is that yeah. where it comes from? I don't know. Was All I know that? is that back when they were hunting witches, one thing they would do is they would check a witch for a witch's mark, yeah. which was generally either a nipple or uh-huh. a mole. Uh-huh. And if it was a mole, they would stab it with a needle. And if she made no reaction, that was proof. That she... That she was a witch. See, I, w- I was would have assumed it was the other way. If if they no, because if she's like ow, then it's just a mole. But if yeah, she's but like that I feel does... nothing, it's because it's Satan. Yeah, but if if she says ow, that means they can't burn her. You know what I mean? And they loved burning. And they people. loved kill. Oh yeah, well I mean like they had specific pins that would go in, Ooh. like is it not into the bodies and they would retract so they could fake it. Ah, uh... you know like fake knives. Yeah, they would have that, but yeah. with the pin, so they could be like she didn't. Do anything, and she'd be like, "You didn't even prick me." Anyway, witch history lesson aside, <laughs> is that just a way for them to see witch titties? I God, man, they were not good people. So yeah. possibly, who knows? Hmm. Anywho, well, you don't need to ask Bayonetta because her hair's clothes, and she attacks with her hair, so it's all happening. Um, it's very fun and addictive, and it feels like a joke. So I feel okay playing it, but it there's definitely cutscenes where I'm like, hmm. <laughs> Mm, don't feel good about this one. So I'm going to give Bayonetta 2. Okay. Four thumbs. All right. It's about, so addictive. What about Banjo-Kazooie? Four thumbs also. <gasps> Eight <gasps> thumbs. Two classics. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I... Somebody, maybe me, in the last episode... Yes, it was. ...briefly touched on the game Loco Roco. Yes, a handsome individual. Some handsome, beautiful man <laughs> uh, mentioned the game Loco Roco, and so I thought, why not? I'll give it a go. Uh, upon downloading Loco Roco 1, it became apparent to me that the game I have played is not Loco Roco. It is a game called Loco Roco Kochiro, or Loco Roco Korokoro, which is basically... Uh, it was a spin-off for the PS3 where 
it played very differently. So the way Loco Roco plays is that you have a 2D background. Mm-hmm. Um, you play as a little fat yellow ball. You have to tilt with the um, R1 and L1, the or maybe R2 and L2, I forget. Tilt the world. Okay. And that rolls the little ball, and you have to roll it from one side of the map to the other. Meanwhile, collecting plums or apricots, fruit, let's say. Um, and when you collect a fruit, you're, um, you're, you kind of double in size, uh-huh. and it counts as a second loco roco. So you produce asexually. Yeah, from eating fruit. Okay. And then eventually. Fruit makes you horny. Yeah. Just and like Bayonetta. Pop another one out. Just like Gris. <clears throat> and the aim is basically to. <laughs> Get as many fruits so you get as big as you can and reach the other side of the level whilst uh, kind of collecting these little other smaller fruits, which are actually not worth anything except to spend on minigames, so whatever. Um, And also finding little guys called Kai Kais? I forget. They're these little dudes who are like, thank you, and you land on them and... Are you singing a song? Yeah, oh, it's the... Well, the songs come later, because you land on the guy and he's like, and then... In the very first level, you land on it, and it's like, find me and my friends, and um, we'll do cool things. And I was like, okay, and that unlocked a bit of the level, but that hasn't happened since. So I don't know if that was just the first one, but he gives you stuff for you can create your own Loco Roco level, and he gives you, like, things to use uh, on those levels. There are enemies, um, which just sort of float around, and they will suck one of the Loco Rocos out of you. (laughs) They They are spooky. They are scary. They're like, and they reach you, and they're like, and then they suck one out of you, and you... You lost it. If you get damaged, you don't die. You just lose one of the Loco Rocos you've acquired. You plop one out. It's like, like you plops out as like a little stone and you've got to eat it again. Yeah. That rules, uh, one of I the, think. One of the ways to <laughs> get to the, to the little Kai Kai guys, and that's not, so not the name, but to get to them is you've got to eat a whole bunch of nuts and <laughs> he's at the <laughs> other end. It's like not a puzzle. It'll be like a tube with a, four nuts in the way of one of the guys. you just got to eat the four nuts. And then he's like, you found me. Um, <laughs> I wasn't looking for you. I just wanted to eat these nuts. <laughs> I guess you're here. Good. <laughs> the, the gameplay is not hard. It's difficult. To, there are, I think, 20 Loco Rocos in each level. Yeah. I've actually not. I've gotten 18 on one, but I've not gotten all 20. So there are some hidden ones to find. Which hidden is, Loco Rocos. I guess what's what the, the kind of like challenge comes from. Do you get big? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every local Roku you get doubles you in size. Doubles well, no, you in size. No, it doesn't double size. you in size, but it increases you a level in size. So you're very fat and slow moving. But then when you can... got all eighteen, was it satisfying? Oh, it ruled. Well, there was twenty. It was two. Well, yeah, I was sorry, missing. But yeah, I was up. so big. Um, and then sometimes on the map you have to um, liquefy. And that's where you become all of the individual Loco Rocos and you like fall through tight gaps or whatever. And then you got to hold down circle and all of the Loco Rocos are like, no! <laughs> and then you become fat again. They absorb into each yeah. other. They had sentience and you took that sentience and you took them I all. I stole it from them. Yeah, they seem to hate becoming one. But yeah. They also seem to hate not being one. It's weird. Yeah. They're yeah. just angry. <laughs> They're like, angry and whingy. They're yeah. a puzzle. Um... I, I love the sound design. Oh, yeah. So an, another thing that happens is that sometimes you'll find a barrier and it'll be like, you need X amount of Loco Rocos. And if you stop and you wait for long enough and you have the right amount of Loco Rocos, you get a little song from them Aww. that comes out of your controller, like it, the the little speakers on your on your, on your PS4 controller. Um, and it's always adorable. Like So um, every world, you get a brand new variety of Loco Roco. Yeah. They don't have any difference except the song. So in the first level, the the Loco Rocos are voiced by kids. So as you roll through the thing, you're like, ah, wee, yeah. And then when you sing, you're like, da, 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 da. and then the second one is like a French woman. Mm. 
It's like a little pink Loco Roco. There's also there's like four other ones that. Is I there any gotten. angry men? I think one of them. Jordan's <laughs> looking for his demographic <laughs> in Loco Roco. <laughs> when are they going to make more games for angry men? Um, I think I don't know. I've not. I've not. There are like three or four other Loco Rocos I've yet to get because I got to level two and I got to the end of level two, turned it off, and then when I turned it on, remembered that it was a PS2 game and yes. I had to save. And because mm. I hadn't saved, I lost all my progress. But that happened to me in Katamari Damacy, which is funny because this review probably plays a lot like that review did, where it's just a lot of words that all mean things, mm-hmm. but not in the context of being used in. Absolutely. You know, you just roll a ball, you pick everything up, and then you're real big, and then the stars. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And this one, you're like, yeah, you know, you just roll from left to right, and then you pick up another double you in size. You pick up your local rockers, avoid the gunga rongas, whatever. <laughs> I forget the names of anything other than loco rocos. Um, the game, it's, they're really quick. The levels, yeah. I literally downloaded it, played it, and I played it for like maybe half an hour, forty minutes, and I'd gotten to the end of level two of six six worlds. Uh, so the end of world two of six worlds. Um, so you could you could smash it out pretty quickly. It cost me around twenty bucks, twenty five bucks, I think. Something like that. So price point's pretty good. Have you played Loco Roco 2? No, but I want to. I'm going to beat you to it. <laughs> I'm going to download and play it. i got to refund Loco Roco Coco Roco or whatever the one where you were a butterfly was. So the way that one played is that... Uh, so in Loco Roco, it's individual like levels, basically. Yeah. Loco Roco Coco Roco was a massive one world... <laughs> that you were a little butterfly that you moved around the screen and it kind of played a bit like lemmings in that you'd go over to a Loco Roco, sing for it, and it would follow you. You'd lead it to another Loco Roco. Off a cliff! <laughs> yeah, got him. <laughs> um, the lemmings trick. Enjoy hell, little buddies. <laughs> Best thing in lemmings, you get one person, they'll flop down, then you go, right, you stop there. He's like, all right, put the stop sign. More come along, you get the next one. You're like, ah, you stop there. They're on this little tight, little compacting, and you go, everyone blow up. <laughs> Lemmings explode. Um, Best trick in the game. 100%. I don't. I don't know if I have any real problems with Loco Roco. It's such a simple game that it's really hard to have issue with it. Occasionally, the controls aren't massively intuitive. Um, there's a lot of times where, so for example, on one of the worlds, uh, there were vines that I could swing on, and I assumed that it was had to do with tilting the level. But no matter how many times I tilted the level, I mm. couldn't really figure it out. I would have. Have you um, ever thought that maybe you're bad at a game designed for a child? Yeah, well, I mean, most of the time, yes. But all I'm saying is I would have appreciated a little hint on the screen. Well, no, because Jackson, you say that, but I've also seen what happens when games give you hints or tell you what to do. You just mash X until the words go away. (laughs) That's true. But Loco Roco didn't even give me that option. Are you sure? (laughs) I'm positive. Other games, yes, absolutely, it's on me. But Loco Roco just gives you nothing. It's like... Go into the level, you beat the level, it's like you figured it out. Oh, it gives you something at the start, but it's... Yeah. <laughs> but you X'd through that, so... <laughs> I paid attention to the start one. But that, that's, Did that's, you? Yeah, it was like, hey, this is how you jump, this is how you tilt the world, collect right. plums, find these little kai kais, <laughs> enjoy, idiot. <laughs> um, but yeah, so but like really, that's such a minor problem. Uh, and it's really cool, like, so you can choose if you want to be uh, what Loco Roco you want to be. And yeah. So, and so all it changes... Huh? Ones you've unlocked, yeah, of of the ones you've unlocked, and all it changes is the song. But each level has its own song, so you get like, oh, I'm going to be the kids for this level, and you get a different song than if you played as the the French woman, Angry Men song. I got, I'm sh- I I want to keep playing it, even though I lost all my progress. AMS. I want to jump back in it. So, um, I think personally, I'd give this maybe f- five thumbs. 
Five thumbs. Well, it's so simple, and there's kind of no flaws with it. Famously, the last game you gave five thumbs to was Rain World's multiplayer, a game which we played earlier, and I hated. Yeah, that's true. You gave it two thumbs. <laughs> you gave it a personal two thumbs yeah, to, to me. No, to no one. Just to, just to you. Just which to... is what you gave the single player mode. So There you go. Maybe, maybe... you'll love the single player. <laughs> but, I doubt it. Uh, yeah, I give Lokoroko five thumbs. I, I would give it less if I had any problems with it. It's not to say that it's like an incredible game. It just doesn't really have any issues do you know what i mean yeah yeah it sounds incredible it sounds like the type of game i want to play it's great it's a lot of fun and that uh brings today's episode to so a five a five and an eight yeah mm-hmm. that's 18 thumbs oh that's my a god a lot of thumbs that's not the highest we've had last week i famously said 21 thumb salute even though we got 19 <laughs> yeah uh... so today another 21 thumb salute <laughs> <laughs> Finally, we did something. (laughs) (laughs) You've wasted that. (laughs) On that note, I'm Joel. I'm Jackson. I'm Joel. (laughs) And what did you say like a second ago that you want to say it now? Uh, And that's thumping. (laughs) (laughs) Stay thumbs. Thanks for listening. If you want to watch just how competent or incompetent we are at video games, head on over to twitch.tv slash sanspansradio where you'll see us and other members of the Sanspans network live stream some of our favourite video games. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of nonstop hydration for silky smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a woman-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com code SUMMER.